0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of Internet Marketing. My name's Andy White. And I'm Kelvin Newman. Internet Marketing, of course, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Isn't it, Kelvin? Yes, that is the web address. And uh, today's is a News and Tools episode, episode uh, 21. Uh, today's date is the 21st of October. It's not It's not episode 21. Uh, did I say 21? I meant 91. 91. Episode 91. The are both well, time one, you trable, see, yeah. Time travel there. Episode 91, uh, and it's the 21st of October. Well, it will be when this goes out. It's yeah. not really at the moment. <laughs> it's actually only the, about the 5th of October at the moment. Um, what are we talking about today? Google's instant. Google? Yeah. It's all Google. Yeah, isn't it? We're, it's a bit of a Google fest today. And, and then just an event we want to talk about. Yeah. At the end. So yes. stay tuned. So.
1: um... Yeah, going to start off by talking about Google Instant. Now, a few of the more observant of you uh, may have realized when we sent out our last News and Tools episode that we uh, um, occasionally um, record these episodes a couple of weeks in advance. Like today. Uh, like today. So, um, what we did in that case was we talked about something very new and very exciting that was happening that a few people had spotted, um, i.e., Google updating as you searched. And we talked about this as being very, very exciting. Um, but unfortunately, in the gap between when we published it and it was uh, no longer exciting it was no longer exciting because <laughs> it had been announced and it was called google instant so i wanted to a bit of an update on that and apologies for people who caught that in that kind of in, in betweeny time last time but the points still hold true now basically google instant um for those guys who've not come across it is a pretty big change um not the huge change that a lot of people made it out to be i.e. seo hasn't died um or google haven't exploded into a, a, a puff of um black smoke Basically, what happens is as you type in a search result, if you're at Google homepage, um, and most of us search in our browsers, but if you're on a Google box, an actual box there, and you start typing something in, it will assume, based on what other people type who have hit that same combination of characters, Mm. have searched for and show you the results of them. Now, that's exciting because it makes it very, very whizzy and very, very super-duper. Um, it is a little bit visually distracting, but it does have implications on um, natural search traffic and paid search traffic. Now, from a paid search point of view, um, there's what is now known as the three-second rule, um, which to me means the rule between wh- if someone gets up in the pub, if you count to three seconds, that... You know chair is fair game, I can go and sit in it, but apparently it now has another meaning as well, um, which is that's what counts an impression. So if someone is typing and pauses for three seconds, that is counted by Google AdWords as an impression. So yeah that's quite important there so that's going to have an implication on the number of impressions you're having. Um, but what I actually think is the bigger impact, and this is for paid and natural search is the way that it will begin to slowly influence search re- search, res- um, search volumes and behavior. So, for example, and this is the example I um, use in the premium podcast of the video I did for it here, but it's equally Mm. applicable. So, as some of you know from where I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm moving house at the moment. So, in the process of moving house, I'm on Google Instant and I'm looking for an online conveyancer. ER on the answer, conveyancer. Mm. So I start typing online and I get things for like online games or online betting or all those mm. kind of things, but that's not what I'm looking for. So I carry on typing and I go C O N V E. And at that point, when I'm halfway through that word, the results pop up for on like vencing uh-huh. rather than on like Now, if I pause for long enough whilst typing this and see those results, go, oh, well, that's what I'm looking for. In my mind, the difference between on- online conveyancing search results and online conveyance results are not particularly dramatic. Mm. So I go, okay, that's fine. Click on the first result. Click on the second result. Do all those kind of things that I might do there as well. Now that has an influence. So suddenly, now more people are searching for online conveyancing than conveyance. Um, and what if you were the website that ranked number one for online conveyance, but seventh for online conveyancing? Uh-huh. Suddenly, you've lost a huge chunk of your traffic. You have um now you probably won't notice this because most people search in the browser so they you know you have a box in google that allows you to search there or they might be on a low speed connection or they might be on another website so not everyone's going to see google instant all the time but what i think you'll start to see is a, a slow gradual shift and change in some of the search patterns so the keywords that used to be very popular might become extremely popular. Keywords that used to be moderately popular, you know, you'll know, you see a mixture and changing of the behavior that's there. A lot of people said, though, this will kill the long tail. Um, so that was you know, in the, in the days immediately after Google Instant came out. Mm. The big argument was Google Instant kills the long tail because the argument was is that if you're seeing the results before you've even finished typing, you're going to click on a page before you've even finished typing. So rather than typing online conveyancing services in Brighton, I've already gone online conveyancer, clicked and gone free. Now... There's a little bit of truth in that because it does make it shorter. But I also think the way that it's now really prominently suggesting longer phrases will sometimes increase people to search for terms they wouldn't have done before. So I kind of took a bit more like a fat middle, you know, happening. So it's Mm -hmm. like less people are searching for short, high volume phrases. They're searching for a wider variety of sort of medium volume phrases, but searching less for those. Low volume, high variety phrases. That I think this is probably will be part of what will happen with Google Instant, um, but it's not significant changes. It's small shifts and subtle changes that you know might only have an impact of a couple of visits here and there. Sure, but, yeah. But you know, in some businesses, that small change might have quite a big impact. Not for everyone, but for some businesses. So, yeah, Google Instant. If you've not played with it already, have a play with it. Um, but my lowdown is. It'll affect search behaviour and it'll affect pay-per-click impressions, but only a small amount.
0: Interesting stuff. It'll be very interesting to see how this unfolds actually over the next few weeks, months.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's and it's part of a series of things that are being rolled out at the moment as well. Because so the next, you know, one of my four Google items is what I don't think it. At this stage, it's not been around long enough to really even have a name, but I'm calling it the Google arrow.
0: I call it the little Google triangle. Yeah, the Google triangle.
1: Yeah, that's better. Um, So basically what you might now find, not everyone, but depending on if you're signed in, where you are in the world, and all these kind of permutations of how Google roll things out. um, When you search for something, you may notice a small blue triangle near the first result, and that would be the first result of a paid term, if there are paid searches, or the first result of a natural Result if there's no paid searches. Sure, yeah. Now, what you'll notice about that arrow is oh, well, that might encourage people to click a bit more. Well, what i tell you to do is press the arrow key down on your keyboard when you search for that, and you will notice that that
0: arrow will move down to the second result. So it's like a cursor just showing yeah. you which result is active. Yes. Very similar to the cursor you get in Google Mail when you switch keystrokes on. Okay, yeah. So that's essentially what this
1: is. Is Some people thought, oh, well, what are Google doing trying to make more people click on pay-per-click adverts? How very greedy of them. Well, what this actually is is it's a it's a sort of keyboard-based browsing system for the results. So if you were to type in your online conveyancing the arrow comes for the first result and you click enter you would go to that first result if you go online conveyancing press the down arrow a couple of times and then click enter you would go to that page so that's quite handy it might make it a bit quicker for you to browse if you only use a keyboard but there are arguments and i think this is probably true that if you are the first position the one with that little blue arrow you might get a little bit more attention than you did previously because that blue arrow though very subtle might draw the eye a little the bit. The arrow effect. The arrow effect. Interesting. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, Google are rolling things out all the time, and we could do a News & Tools episode every single week about the new things that Google are trialling in various different shapes or forms. But that arrow one, I think, is an interesting development from a search point of view. But the next one I've got um, is actually a more of an email marketing one. And you said, you, you said you've played a bit about it. I played area.
0: with it and then turned it off. Okay, um, google priority inbox, which is interesting' cause, so basically what google 's trying to do here is it 's been around for a while it 's not it 's not mm. particularly new um but it 's interesting because what it does is it tries to work out which are the most um it tries to work out for you which are the most important emails you should yeah. open first. Yeah. And it's based partially on heuristics, but partially mm. on you training it, so you telling it which ones are important. Mm. So what it does is it sort of splits your inbox into sort of a, a you know, read this now or the, mm. these are priority, mm. and then a sort of other things that you've starred in the past yeah. and then things that it doesn't think are a priority. Yeah. I actually turned it off because okay. I found it really slowing down my Google Mail. At least okay. I think that's what was causing the problem. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I I think what it's trying to do is interesting because many of us will, you know, many of the listeners will identify with kind of the concept of email, you know, email bankruptcy. So you just get so much email that it's impossible to deal with. Now, what I tend to do is I've done a bit of a Tim Ferriss staffing here and I batch it. So I actually don't reply to my, I check my email all the time, but I don't reply to it. Sure. I reply to it like once every Every other day, I'll sit down for an hour and go through all of my emails systematically mm. and make sure I respond to all of them. If it's urgent, urgent, I'll deal with it straight away. But for those less urgent ones, I batch it together because you get into a role of doing it. Yeah. Now, I get all kinds of junk email that at the time seemed like a very good idea to sign up for, you know, mailing lists or, you know, all kinds of things. And what um, Google Priority Inbox for your Gmail account does is kind of, yeah, give you a signal of which ones are most important. And it's yeah based on you know user data and emails you've replied to and what you normally open, what you normally don't open. Now, what's interesting about this is it's almost opened up an extra tier. So in email marketing, your big goal is to avoid hitting the spam box because people occasionally check their spam box, but most frequently they don't. Now, what this does is it almost creates an extra tier again. So you've got your priority inbox, your normal inbox, and your spam box. Mm. And you kind of... If this takes off and if other email providers and if Outlook copy it, which they might not, um, you kind of get this tiered system. And what that then means for an email marketing company is if if for whatever reason you're not sending the right signals that you should be in the priority inbox, you're going to end up in the normal one and you might get less traffic than you would have done. Uh, Interesting. And what you need to do, though, is it isn't rocket science. Because if you want to be in the priority inbox, what you've got to do is people have got to interact with your content. So if you're sending loads of emails that the person never reads then they're not going to get it in their priority inbox. So actually, you're not really losing out anyway because they were never opening it in the first place. Um, and I think hopefully this will be one of those things where it doesn't change fundamentally what makes good email marketing and what makes bad email marketing. But I hope it might give a few more people that kind of kick up the behind to do a bit better job of their email marketing. So yeah, that's yeah, Google Priority Inbox. Mm. If you're an email marketer or doing any email marketing, sending people to Gmail, which might only be a relatively small fraction, Have a look at it and see if it can um, influence the way you approach your email marketing. But of course, it's the same stuff open rates, forward rates, click through rates, all sort of important. Yeah.
0: I mean, tell us how you get on with uh, Priority Inbox. Be interested to to know from people actually.
1: Um, And the fourth and final um, of our Google News and Toolbits.
0: Yet another shortener. Yeah,
1: yet another URL shortener. I. I would be interested to know Andy if I went back through all these News and Tools episodes I think probably one in two if not even more than that feature a new URL shortener well for that reason process. we've
0: decided on a fifth category of show the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the URL shortener special
1: yeah yeah once every fifth show <laughs> just, we go, just, oh, just kidding are not really no, really no 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 only kidding but um, Google have um, made more widely available um, their their URL shortener which is goo.gl. goo.gl. Uh, yep. So they're doing all the usual things. A 301 redirect on it so it passes link value, some basic analytics, an API so you can set up tools that shorten it and allow multiple people to manage, you know, so you get the tracking even though it's multiple people doing the sh- URL shortening and all that kind of thing. Um i've seen some interesting security loopholes in it already which i imagine are probably being filled as we we speak let's not tell everyone what they are no 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 so what i would say is if you're looking for a new url shortener if you haven't already decided on one of the 17 million out there have a look at google's one um they will probably foister it on you a bit in the way twitter are potentially foistering the um t.co url shortener but it's the reason that um, Twitter said that use R1, is more secure than Bitly and TinyURL and all that kind of thing. Mm. And I don't know if you... Did, were you about, Andy, when there was that big Twitter hack a, a week or two okay. ago uh, where basically if you put your mouse over the these black box tweets, mm. it would automatically retweet that on your account. Oh, really? No, I, I, yeah, and I think it, my head was down at yeah, the time then. Okay, it took out like basically for about two hours all of my Twitter feed were people being hacked. Now, it wasn't a fundamental hack where everyone's email and password got, you know exploited but it did show just kind of quite how flawed twitter can be but it was using their url shortener which is supposed Mm. to stop stuff like this so i would just say that um no url shortener is perfect and i'd probably in many cases put all their names in a hat and pick one out (laughs) which goes for (laughs) it because um there's very little to determine between them in a lot of cases
0: that's fantastic. So just before we wrap up, Kelvin, I believe there's a few events you want to yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah. Just a couple of events
1: that I'm attending. So if people are about and fancy attending them, um, I will be speaking at them or if not, if people are in that vicinity because I'm travelling a bit further afield than usual. If anyone's about and want to meet for a coffee, um, let me know. Um, they're both coming up fairly shortly. So on the 29th of October, um, I'm in Manchester. or oh, I'm not going to do it in accent there it'll only be embarrassing
0: I won't either because I can't do Manchester
1: and yeah I'm there for Manchester SEO um, a half day free conferencing I think it's fully booked but there might be a few more tickets still going there and I'll be talking about the psychology of link building and I'm also in Vienna um, from the 4th till the 6th Um,
0: god you really are becoming an international superstar very very jet set you're going the
1: way of Dan aren't you yeah this is it this is it he's yeah off off globe trotting all the time but yeah Yeah. that one is for the it's the ICMA but I can't remember what the ICMA stands for Um, if you notice a slight
0: change in Kelvin's voice it's because he's now standing up looking
1: at his book there we go there we go um Yes, the ICMA is the International Classified Media Association. Well, there you go. So um, they've got a very interesting event going on in Vienna, um, and I'm going to be out there for a few days for the conference. Um, I'll be talking about classified marketing, uh, classified magazines and how they can do better on search engines. But if anyone's in Vienna, I don't know anyone in Vienna from the conference, so I might be a bit of... I just, have this, I
0: just have this vision, Kelvin, of you in the evening listening to a lovely violin quartet at yeah. a very posh restaurant eating caviar. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, it, I imagine it will probably not be very like that. It'll probably be <laughs> me sort of tapping away on Twitter going, what's going on? <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that's yeah, two events I'm, I'm attending over the next couple of... Um, um, a couple of weeks, so that's the 4th to the 6th of November. That one and the Manchester SEO is 29th of October. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's around attending those events, come say hello because it's always great to meet the listeners.
0: Another event you might want to have a look at it looks very interesting iShop Kent 2010. Uh, the chap in charge of that, Alan Noak. Uh, the reason this one caught my eye is actually on the 5th of November, it uh, starts at 10 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. The thing that caught my eye about this is the venue, which is the Pines Calix. I think that's how you pronounce it, Calix. I've been there at at St Margaret's Bay. It's near Dover in Kent, and it's a really... It's a really cool venue. It's one of these eco buildings. It's like a sort of mini eco version of the Albert Hall. Okay. And it's sort of all made of rammed chalk. So I just thought I'd mention that. But that's IShop Kent 2010, which is basically a sort of um, an e-commerce uh, e e-commerce, e-commerce conference. Mm-hmm. So that's fifth of November, uh, which I think is a fr- it is a Friday. Ten a.m. Bonfire 4 p.m. Night. Bonfire, night. bonfire day.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think I might be going to Lewis for that. So if anyone's oh, ever yeah. been to the Lewis bonfire, that, this is very exciting. Well,
0: if you're in East Kent, then. Uh, hop along to the uh, cool. iShop Kent event well we'll put a link in the show notes anyway, anyway to that and I think that's a wrap isn't it Kelvin? that's all from me yes so it's goodbye for me Andy White and goodbye from me Kelvin Newman see you next week well that's it for today thank you so much for listening you can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes links and instructions on how to subscribe we would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus 441273256150. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273-256-150. And you can leave a voice, comment, or question, and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.